Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At first, there was nothing but none. The primal ocean of chaos which contained the seeds of everything to come. In this jumble of waters, the sun god reposed. Finally, by an exertion of will, he emerged from chaos as Ra and gave birth to Shu and Tefnut by himself. In turn, Shu, the god of air, and Tefnut, the goddess of moisture, gave birth to Geb and Nut, the earth god and sky goddess. Thus, the physical universe was created. Men were created from Ra's tears. Eons passed and Ra grew decrepit, so the ungrateful race of men plotted against Ra. When Ra learned of these plots, he angrily called a council of the gods. The gods decided that mankind must be destroyed, and Ra dispatched the goddess Hathor to wipe out humankind. Hathor did an effective job of it, killing men by the tens of thousands until only a tiny remnant was left. Then Ra relented and men were spared. But Ra was thoroughly sick of the world and retreated into the heavens, leaving Shu to reign in his place. At that time, the present world was established. Against the orders of Ra, Geb the earth god and Nut the sky goddess married. Then Ra, in his wrath, ordered Shu the air god to separate them. Shu defeated Geb, raised Nut aloft, separating them permanently. However, Nut was pregnant, and Ra had decreed that she could not give birth in any month of any year. Seeing her plight, the god of learning, Thoth, gambled with the moon for extra light and thus was able to add five extra days to the official Egyptian calendar of 360 days. On those five days, Nut gave birth to Osiris, Horus the Elder, Set, Isis, and Nephthys successively. Osiris became the incarnation of good, while Set became the embodiment of evil. In this manner, the two poles of morality were fixed once and for all. Stay tuned to hear stuff on The Reluctant Historian. What's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. We'd like to begin by recognizing that we're recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. Okay, so what do you think we're talking about? I believe this is the Bible story <laughs> with uh, Adam and Eve. Yep, yep, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, uh, this is that's how it, it happened. Uh, there was an apple. There was no apple in the story. I just told. Oh, so, um, a snake. I don't know what kind of what kind of Bible story you're reading from. That's fair. But well, I was gonna. You said Egyptian in there, but I was like, we're talking about Egyptian gods. Yeah. Well, oh, hot damn. <laughs> I love Egyptian gods solely based on Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, I didn't know they were in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, so the Winged Dragon of Ra is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Ah. <laughs> He's the, the sun uh, god that you're referring so to. So maybe you should be telling me stuff. See, so there was the Winged Dragon of Ra <laughs> and then Slifer the Sky Dragon, who's red. Ra is yellow. And then there's Obelisk the Tormentor, who's this giant hulking obelisk. That is also blue. <laughs> I have all of the cards. And don't you have the blue eyeball or something? 
Blue Eyes White Dragon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were close. Okay, well, so is it... Uh, yeah. I, so, okay, we'll get into it, but why... I feel like the intro was part of the story that you were going to tell, too. So I'm confused. Why did you go with telling... Well, so that's the Egyptian the creation myth. So okay. it doesn't really fit... Well, it does, because we're going to be talking about the um, some of the Egyptian religion, less about the gods. Oh, yeah. You bait and switched me. I didn't. I am going to talk about some gods. And then as I was like reading that to you and seeing your reaction, I was like, you know what? I bet I could like on the fly edit this and then just maybe do some Googling while we're maybe <laughs> in the middle. Because I mean, that was fun. I don't mind. I don't mind. Like, because I did. I, I've written a five page episode here. Um, mm-hmm. But we can, you know, we'll I'm see. smart. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, let's 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 get into it. I have some st- other stuff to say about Egyptian gods. Okay, well, I have to read this. Okay, so read your piece. Well, yeah, but anyway, so I think you're gonna like this episode, Dakota. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this episode was suggested ages ago by Lexi, uh, yeah. and I finally had some time to dig into it. Oh, Today uh. we are going to be looking at the Egyptian pantheon. Oh, like in uh, that game we play? Yeah, Seven we Wonders. Have- Seven Wonders is an expansion for the pantheon. Cool. So as I'm writing this, I'm hearing you say, what the fuck is a pantheon? But you didn't say that, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I only know, I don't know about any pantheon. No. I know more about putting panties on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, apparently you didn't say my joke, so you said your own joke, because you're uh, your own person. What is a pantheon? No, what the fuck is a pantheon? You know how, like, when I say big words, and you're like, why did I say... That's what, what I just you, was You literally wrote this thinking I was going to say the exact words, what the fuck is a pantheon? Yeah, I wrote that right there. I mean, way to put and me into I a say, box. It's, <laughs> and then I say, it's all the gods of a people or a religion collectively. And then you say, well, why the fuck didn't you just say that? Well, why the fuck didn't you just say that? <laughs> so wait, none of this happened. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, what's your golden nugget? Okay. Um, so this is based on what I think yours is going to be. So I'm going somewhere different. Okay. And then I guess if yours isn't, we'll talk about the other thing. Anyways. Uh, so winter is coming to a close very soon. It it's starting to get warmer. The snow yes, is melting. Is. And that means that my Mustang that I bought a couple months ago, I got to turn into non-winter mode. Nice. And... NOS, yes, I put in the NOS, <laughs> and it's a lot faster than I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, it, like, shoots me back, like, I like when I, like, gun it, I just, like, my head, like, hits the back of the seat, and I'm like, whoa. This, I'm so fast. I'm, uh, this is furious. And it just, it feels so fucking cool, and... You are cool. I I thought... So- <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, I thought somebody, while we were out, I thought this guy was, like, he was coming in, and he was really close to my car. I thought he was going to hit it. Yeah, I, yeah. And I told Liz, <laughs> if he would have hit it, I would have got out, and I would have killed him. And he was, like, very serious. So I was like, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. But- if you did anything to it, I wouldn't... I, I, like, no, don't I don't be think fearful he would kill you. me. No, I don't think you would. I just was like, well, would I have just mis- witnessed a murder? Like, what would have happened? Yeah. So I, I just would have like I would have went uh, to his car and like grabbed him out, and I would have like, l- like yeah, just in the face like a little bit too much to the point where well. people are like coming over and like grabbing me, trying to get me off, but they're like I'm too hawked out, so then yeah. I'm just like punching him, so I'm staring him dead in the eyes, and yeah. I'm just like like <sighs> knowing who you out. are as a person, this is this tracks. I don't know if you're serious or not, <laughs> but I, I, if I black out while I'm defending my Mustang, all bets are off. Okay. 
<laughs> What's your golden nugget? So my golden nugget is we went on a date last night. That's was what it, I thought. We were right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So you. Yeah. What? No. 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 I just in my brain was remembering what you had said about our golden nuggets, and you were like, "I think I know what yours is, so I'm going to say this one." And then for some reason, I thought that maybe mine would actually be yours. But then I was like, but why would my golden nugget be the Mustang going fast? <laughs> yeah. But then I just like misremembered everything that happened like two minutes ago. So <laughs> anyway, Did you take your pills today? <laughs> I did take my pills okay. today. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, no, we went on a date last night. Um, that last night was the celebration of four years of knowing each other. Yes. Um, and so Dakota, well, you should tell this part of the story about the guacamole. Because <gasps> oh. you, it's so cute. Well, I, it's just, you know, uh, when we first met, I, we, we went to a, a restaurant and, um, you know, we ordered guacamole and chips. And, uh, um, you know, at, uh, at the time we were... Um, well, we were more like it's not that i wouldn't say that we were like more religious or less religious or anything it's just i was trying to feel you out like i didn't know for how sure religious for sure but we, we i would say at that time though we were more like we're following this path that is laid out for what christianity is sure. whereas now it's more like hey um just love people don't be an asshole and god is chill mm-hmm. religion isn't but yeah. god is any anyway so yeah, uh when the guacamole came you you looked at me and said are are we gonna pray or can i just start eating <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's when i fell in like with you and no you fell in love that yeah. was when you were like this is in my brain i know you've forever said that you didn't fall in love with me that at that moment and know you were gonna marry me but because i've heard the story a few times in my head I just assumed that that was the moment you knew you were going to marry me. And you've always told me no, but I still believe that that was the moment that, that is you the, decided. I, you know what? You're right. I've been no. lying all the time. That was the moment. No, it wasn't. But in my head, yes. So anyways, that was a very pivotal like moment of realizing like, oh, I like a girl who can eat. <laughs> Uh-huh. And also that I liked you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, each year we go to a... We try to find a good Mexican restaurant because yeah, we went to one of those white people Mexican restaurants and it's just not good. Yeah. The first... They're just too pretentious. Well, so the first time, first year we went to uh, the one and then the second year we went back for whatever reason. But we were trying to like yeah. recreate it because yeah. I had it in my brain. I was like, every year yeah. we'll go here and then... But the tacos are super shitty. They're, yeah. They're just, it's just not good. So, so then the, thir- uh, the third year we decided to go to a different place by our, by our house. Old house, and- yeah. And uh, it, uh, it just wasn't good. Also white people, Mexican food. Yeah, and then we went to... Um, Las Palapas this year. La- yeah, yeah. I guess oh, it was great food, so I guess we don't need to not say the name of that. Right, yeah, we won't say was, the other places, yeah. but uh, yeah, so it was so uh, a super, super good food. And yes, we had, uh, I wanted to have, you know, guac again, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, it was really nice. And... and yeah. And and when, and we had a really good time. We haven't been on like an intentional date for a while. We did no spend February, not because we don't date each other, because we do, but like we did no spend February and then January. I don't know what was happening in January, but uh, November, December. Anyways, it was nice. We went on an intentional date, and um, we talked about our money, and first other first dates that we had been on and then we decided that based on this conversation if this was our actual first date <laughs> we probably wouldn't have a second date yeah because... it was it was a it was a great 
you know, for your date, terrible first date. <laughs> this, this, you're not going to believe this chick. She, she, she asked me about all our money and how they're going to go together and helping me pay for her masters. And I asked how much he made and how much money he had. I, I mean, I. And then I told him about all the good first dates I'd ever been on. Yeah. And, uh, and our food took forever to, to come. So I, I, I couldn't even like balance early like it was a terrible first date great four-year date though yeah Yeah, it was really nice i enjoyed it so that was my golden nugget cool so gods religion yes but i want to tell quick about egyptian gods okay okay? so uh, in in high school uh grade nine Mm -hmm. social studies Mm -hmm. we this is when i lived in moose jaw for that year okay uh my my, uh sabbatical in moose jaw (laughs) And uh, we were doing, we we're talking about Egyptian gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this one god that had like a, had a bird face or something like that. Like it came out and they looked at it and it had a bird face. Anyways, long story short or what I remember, um, everybody in those times, the way my god teacher kind of put it, not in these words, I'm sure, but everybody was banging each other. Mm, the and yeah yeah and it was like every was every was just fucking mm. and yeah my, sure that's what your grade nine teacher told yeah, you. he did word for word and well he he also used to, <laughs> this teacher was great because he was basically turned this social studies class into um a drama class yeah so he'd be like okay hey, we're gonna talk about the how rome burnt down and he was gonna play the czar the is who? that rome burnt down rome yeah. burnt down and is, is the czar is that what they're called no um What's caesar the, caesar and he was like he played caesar and then we'd he'd be like hey steven you're gonna play uh this character and he'd like have them improvise the the scene but he'd guide us it, oh, was, yeah. it was very cool and very engaged yeah. it was the most engaged i've ever been in social or history well, i love that uh, other than this podcast of course <laughs> and, <laughs> but i'm just picturing like <laughs> being like him just being a creep and be like <laughs> Stop so it. so all the gods were fucking i'm gonna need you two to come to the front <laughs> <laughs> That's so inappropriate so, so anyways my ninth grade brain was like well, this is a porno this is, I need to write a porno no. this one day. Did you actually? No, I lost or God got rid of all my fucking social studies shit. God was like, nine-year-old Dakota, you don't need to write this porno. Let me take that so you don't have any um, any material to work off. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, this has been in my head for fucking 15 years that I need to read, write an Egyptian god porno. So, that's what's happening after this episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not really. Well, I think I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to Google some gods after we talk about the religion a bit. Sure. I do talk about three gods because they're relevant. Ra, Slifer, and Obelisk. No. Oh. Um. What about Nut? Khonshu. Khonshu. Oh, Khonshu. Amit. Oh shit. And Tauret. Tauret. Khonshu, like from yes. Moon Knight. There was a reason why I picked those shit, three. Yeah. And what was the other one? Khonshu. Amet. Amet, which was in that. There's a crocodile. The one that, that was the crocodile. Yeah. One? Cool. And then Tarouette. Which one was that? The hippo lady. Oh, cool. That nice. Yeah. So we'll, you know, maybe I'll edit while we're. Maybe the, I'll cut when we're when I'm in post. When you're in post, yeah. yeah. Or you could just do another a different episode on like just you could do an episode on gods uh-huh. and just like you know like a fun fact sort of thing <gasps> like a yeah snippet kind of that thing. we can do Egyptian two parter. There we go. Done. That's my research for next week. I like Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, let's, okay. now let's talk about Egyptian religion. Okay. Okie dokie. Let's get into it. 
I wrote uh, that. I have to say it. Oh, God. Uh, le- le- start letting me write your jokes for you. <laughs> no. Okay, but my joke about the Pantheon was funny. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it was, funny at all. <laughs> it was great, dear. All right. So these gods and goddesses emerged from an era known as Egyptian prehistory, which spans the earliest settlement to around 3100 BC. So it's old, old. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of it actually comes from even before it was all written down. So anyways, the majority of the deities represent natural forces and phenomenon, and Egyptians would support or appease them through offerings and rituals in order to ensure that these forces would continue to function according to mat, which means divine order. In different eras, because Egyptian history is long, it's very long, various gods held the highest position in divine society, and it changed over time. So at some points in history, it was the solar deity Ra, at other points, it was the mysterious god Amun, or it was the mother goddess Isis. So those are the ones that were the most important at the time. Isis? Or maybe it's Isis? I'm pretty sure it's Isis. Hmm. The highest deity was usually credited with the creation of the world and often connected with the life-giving power of the sun. Gods were assumed to be present throughout the world, capable of influencing natural events and the course of human lives. It's hard to know exactly how many ancient Egyptian deities exist, mostly due to vague references to them in texts and indirect references to those that aren't written about. So basically, they would have gods written about, and then one of the gods would be like, oh yeah, there was this other god, but that other god was never written down. Oh. So they're like, they're like, we know the gods that are written down, but then there's references to other gods that we don't know about, and we can't find like the, the, written stuff. So they know there are gods that are written down, and then the gods would be like... Well, actually, I have this uncle. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows about my uncle. (laughs) He did some bad stuff, okay? No, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, you get it. So So you're saying Ra was molested by his uncle? Is that what you're getting at? (laughs) Yep, that's what I'm saying. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. So the guess is that there's between 1,400 and tens of thousands of gods. Wow, that is a... uh... Learn to write them down or something, yeah, you know? So. But there's about four, four, 1,400 that are named in specific texts. That's a lot, though. Still, that is a lot 1,400, of like... Yeah, I don't know how you remember all that. Yeah, like, that's why us, why us white people are like, oh, there's just the one. His name is, his name is God. That we... <laughs> He's like... God's like, it's actually Hank. <laughs> Imagine that's God's actual name. I hope it is. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Dakota. (laughs) The first written evidence about Egyptian gods comes Mm. from the early dynastic period, but the assumption... What the fuck is dynastic? No, you're supposed to say it about Pantheon. No, no, but but now I'm actually... What is dynastic? (laughs) Um, Dynasties. And so, like, these are... Duck. Yeah, like, families that have ruled for long periods of time. Yeah. Like Duck Dynasty. Like, you got it. Well, actually, though, that's like yeah. that's where they made that word or yeah. made their name that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they come from the early dynastic period, but the assumption is that these gods existed even before this time, and they grew out of prehistoric religious beliefs. So there's artwork that depicts a variety of animal and human figures, some of which are reminiscent of important figures of Egyptian religion at later times. So the proof is that before, like, they had writing, they had these gods, and, like, they kind of showed up in, like, art and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they started getting written down. So basically all that to say Egyptian religion is old, old, old. Ah, yes. Yeah. So as Egyptian society became more sophisticated, clearer signs of religious activity started appearing. Modern knowledge of Egyptian beliefs about the gods is mostly drawn from religious writings produced by the nation's scribes and priests. 
These people were the elite of Egyptian society and were very distinct from the general population. Most of those, the general population, were illiterate. As I stated before, most Egyptian deities represented natural or social phenomenon, and the gods were generally thought to be present within nature, and the types of phenomenon they represented include physical places and objects, as well as abstract concepts and forces. So, for example, the god Shu was the deification of all of the world's air. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Shu god. (laughs) (laughs) While the goddess Meretzeger oversaw a limited region of the earth, like a very small space, <laughs> specifically the Theban necropolis. What, the Theban necropolis? Yeah, it's just a small place. Oh. So a place in Thebes and necropolis yeah. would be like a... Well, what is a necropolis? It's like a place. Huh. Okay. So, and then there's like, you'd mentioned like the god of rain and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So those are like actual concrete things that we can understand yeah Yeah, but then the god sia personified the abstract notion of perception (laughs) why does there have to be a god about everything like there's a god the god of this desk that i'm looking at (laughs) like (laughs) what kind of like that's kind of the idea the goddess meretziger right like a very specific place on the world she was the goddess of yeah yeah uh, major gods were often involved in several types of phenomena. For instance, Knum was the god of the Elephantine Island, which was in the middle of the Nile. Okay. He was credited with producing the annual Nile flood that fertilized the country's farmland. He was also said to create all living things, which is like interesting because there was also other creation gods. But anyways, yeah. uh, fashioning their bodies on a potter's wheel. Additionally, many gods... Sh- <laughs> I'm just picturing him, him like he's also a pervert and he's just like, yeah, so we're just going to have... Big old titties <laughs> molding them. Everybody, every woman on the earth, earth in Egypt just was stacked. <laughs> She's like, this seems right. I was kind of hoping you were going to make a ghost reference. Oh, that could have been good too. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I could say it again and maybe you could make a second joke. No. Okay. I'm happy with the way I went. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right. So additionally, many gods could share the same role in nature. So for example, Ra, Atum, Kepri, and Horus all acted as sun gods. Hmm. However, despite their diverse function, most gods had an overarching role in common. So all of the gods, regardless of what they did, had one thing that they all had to do, and that was maintaining Mat, the universal order that was the central principle of Egyptian religion. And that itself was personified as a goddess. Oh, so they just had to make sure that fucking, you know, the rain goddess wasn't, uh, you know, dabbling in growing corn. I don't know. (laughs) No way she would she would help with that. Fuck. Yeah. Why did I go to that one? I mean, you're kind of on the right track, but I don't think essentially like that. Like, I think the idea is that there's chaos that can exist in the world. Yeah. And um, Mott is the 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 antithesis of chaos Mm -hmm. and so the gods have to make sure that mat is continually happening happening so that there's no chaoticness happening but if there's a god of everything or like sorry like if not a god of everything if there's gods that represent basically everything in existence Mm -hmm. then a lot of those things are what about like in fucking god of mischief which i know is you know like loki and shit mm-hmm. which is different but like stuff like that that's chaos there is a god of chaos so they just have to make sure he's not to be in too bad then i guess yeah and i would say probably like order in the sense of like that the earth can function so like mm. a tsunami 
or like sorry a typhoon would be be chaotic but like or let's go like the monsoons or the flooding of the Nile, right? Like that could be chaotic in its own mm-hmm. way, but it is also necessary to create order in the world. So I think chaos is something outside of that. Huh. Okay. That's weird, but well, I'm confusing, but whatever. Continue. Yeah. So like you said, there were some deities that represented disruption to Mott, most prominently Apep, who was the force of chaos, and he was constantly threatening to annihilate the order of the universe. And then there's also Set, who was an ambivalent member of the Divine Society who could both fight disorder and instigate it. Oh, damn. So, like, sorry, which one was the chaos guy? Apep. Apep. Apep's just like, don't piss me off, okay? Stay out of my room or I'll fucking fucking start some shit, okay? Get out of my room raw. Fuck. (laughs) Exactly. He's just just an angry older brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's like i was i was i'm cleaning my room i need the vacuum okay oh no <laughs> that's gross the roles of each deity were fluid and each god could expand its nature to take on new characteristics yet despite this flexibility the gods did have limited abilities and spheres of influence not even the creator god could reach beyond the boundaries of the cosmos that he created and even isis though she was said to be the cleverest of all the gods was not omniscient she was not omniscient. Yeah, so omniscient means you know all things all the time, all at oh. once. Oh, so so all. So our like God Hank, Hank God. Y- yes. He's omniscient. Um. Okay. So wait. So the the Egyptian gods. So like even Ra, he's not not omniscient. No, it sounds like he um has limits. Huh. Well, you know what? You know what? Good for good for the Egyptian gods because they diversified they they are sorry what was the word they um when you give somebody else a task uh oh um they're good managers no uh you delegate you delegate they are great at delegating yeah god is just like i'll he's like thanos fine i'll do it myself yes i'll sell propane (laughs) and propane accessories myself That's uh, that's very dumb. <laughs> but but anyways, it's just interesting that in in Christianity, it's just God is like he's like, nah, I can do everything, bro. But the Egyptian gods are like, nah, I, j- I got this one task. I'm just really good at that thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So interesting. And they could try to do other things sometimes, but they didn't always do that. Fair. I try to do some things that I'm not good at sometimes, too. Yeah. Parkour, for one. (laughs) The gods who had the most limited and specialized domains are often called minor divinities or demons in modern writing. Some demons were guardians of particular places, especially the Duat, the realm of the dead. (gasps) Others wandered through the human world and the Duat either as servants and messengers of the greater gods or as roving spirits that caused illness and other misfortunes among humans. The most feared beings in the Duat were regarded as both disgusting and dangerous to humans. Oh, no. <laughs> that demon's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a knife. <laughs> Divine behavior was believed to govern all of nature. Their job was to maintain Mat, and they did this work using a force called Heka, which is a term usually translated as magic. Heka was a fundamental power that the creator god used to form the world and the gods themselves. Egyptian writings describe the gods' bodies in detail. This is this should be a new paragraph. Anyways. 
I thought you were an English teacher. I know. Well, here it's we go. It's embarrassing for you. Egyptian writings describe the gods' bodies in detail. So gods' bodies are made of precious materials. Their flesh is gold, their mm-hmm. bones are silver, mm. and their hair is lapis lazul. So that's actually like a what? blue crystal. Oh, really? So how could like crystal hair? That's cool. It's yeah. like anime hair. Yeah. They give off a scent that the Egyptians liken to the incense used in rituals. Hmm. Some texts give precise description of particular deities, including their height and eye color. However, these characteristics are not fixed, and in myths, the gods change their appearance to suit their own purposes. Egyptian texts often refer to the deities' true underlying forms as mysteries, and therefore the visual representations of the gods are not literal, so they're not literally made out of gold. Oh, well, the winged dragon of Ra is. Oh, okay. He's a giant bird that is golden. Cool. Yes, it is cool. They instead symbolize specific aspects of the deity's character. For example, the funerary god Anubis is commonly shown in Egyptian art as a dog or a jackal, Mm -hmm. a creature whose scavenging habits threatened the preservation of buried mummies. His depiction as a jackal was a way to counter the threat of scavenging jackals and to be used as a protection against them. But I want to say my thing and then you say your thing. He did not protect the Egyptian mummies from scavenging Victorian humans. No! So, uh, did you know, I don't know if I've told you this before, I might have said it in a different episode, um, but there are way less mummies in existence than there should be because back in the Victorian age, they just ate them. What? Yeah. Who ate mummies? Like Victorian people. Why? Because <laughs> they were like, it has special magic powers that will heal us. We're going to eat them. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so anyways, we have way less mummies on this earth because of the people that lived during that time. Fucking assholes. Yeah, I know. What well, like? but at the same time, and this segues into my thing, which is then that's maybe that's a good thing because less, you know, you've seen The Mummy. A long time ago, yeah. What about The Mummy Returns? Maybe not. That's great. It's great. I don't care what anybody says. It's great. I was going to talk about the mummy returns because there's jack- jackals in that one. Mm, yeah, um, they're yeah. They show up and they're they're all like they're Anubis's army. Or wait, no, Anubis's army. Yeah. Boy, that would make sense because he's depicted as a jackal. Well, fucking Victorian people. I mean, eating mummies. What like? I think we talked about it when I we did my mellification episode where the mm, honey mummies. Yeah, oh, honey mummies. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing I remember about that. Yeah. So gross though. Yeah, it is. So Egyptians did believe that their gods were present in the world around them, but that the contact between human and divine realms was mostly limited to specific circumstances. It was believed that sometimes the spirit of a god would leave the divine realm and dwell in the images of themselves out in the world. So they wouldn't just go for a walk. They would show up and live in a statue of themselves. A statue of themselves? Yeah. So temple statues and carvings, as well as some sacred animals, then became divine intermediaries in this way. Also, dreams and trances provided a venue for interaction, and it was believed that in these states, people could come close to the gods and sometimes receive messages from them. And according to the Egyptian beliefs around death, human souls passed into the divine realm upon dying, and they therefore believed that in death, they would exist on the same level as the gods and then be able to understand their mysterious nature. Uh, back to the um you know dream thing about dream about the gods it's like well, okay if you're spending all day worshiping these gods and stuff you know there's a good chance you know whatever is happening during your day is going to leak into your dreams that happens it does so uh i don't know if they were actually you know 
actually had connection with God, or if they're just like, I spent all day thinking about Ra, and now me and Ra are going on a camping trip. <laughs> this is, this must mean something. Yeah. Humans in the Egyptian religion had free will and could ignore divine guidance and the behavior required by Mott, but by doing so, they could bring divine punishment on themselves. A deity carried out punishment using its spirit and natural disasters and human ailments were seen as the work of an angry god. Conversely, gods could cure the righteous people of illness and even extend their lifespans. Official religious practices involved a variety of rituals that were performed in temples. Some were performed every day, while some happened during specific festivals. Personal interaction with the gods took many forms, and people who wanted information or advice consulted oracles run by the temples that were supposed to convey a god's answers to questions. Amulets and other images of protective deities were used to ward off the demons that might threaten human well-being or to give the gods positive characteristics to the wearer. Private rituals invoked the gods' power to accomplish their personal goals, from healing sickness to cursing enemies. These practices used Heka, the same force of magic that the gods used, which the creator was said to have given to humans so they could fend off misfortune. So that's where I end, and then I start talking about some of these gods, but we're saving that for next week now. So uh, that's a very simplistic overview of ancient Egyptian religion, because Mm -hmm. as we know, it's like at least 4,000 years of history that I've just... And also, as I said, like it changed over time, so... Mm -hmm. Um, there's a very condensed version of it so um yeah that's it what do you think <laughs> i was i was expecting i was looking at the time and i was like i was like no i feel like there's gonna this is gonna go on for at least another you know 10 minutes or so and you just you just wrapped it up right there uh, I, I did do that didn't i you know i thought i thought it was i thought it was inter- interesting i yeah I, you seemed engaged yeah um well i, I feel like I got my mojo back, you know? Much like in Austin Powers 2. Much like um, how Stella got her groove back when she goes to an island and sleeps with a younger man. Is that how? Is that actually in that movie? I haven't I seen so. it. <laughs> I've only how... ever made jokes about the movie. Yeah. I have no idea. I think that's what happens. So, to, man, I don't... That's crazy because that's how I got my groove back. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways, um... So, uh, yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, it's very interesting. Of course, I'm more excited about the God side of things, but it's just interesting um, uh, parallels uh, just between, um, you know, religions, I guess. Let's totally. Talk, like between Egyptian and Christianity, which is just what I know, right? Which is, so that's where I'm going to bring the comparison, which is like, you know, the idea of like, hey, you have to follow these, these rules. You have to be good. If you stray, then divine punishment and did you mention a, a form of hell or anything like that or is that just the implied? realm of the dead was called the duat but i don't know but i didn't i actually didn't look into that maybe i'll have to do a little bit more research into like the religion parts again well, let's just assume that it's much the realm of the dead is much like um in the mummy returns when the mummy is uh, spoilers um him and brendan fraser are being pulled into the army the into the uh the, the dead world or whatever and this the ground is splitting and there's just bodies and arms like reaching up from the sides of the them to reach them down and uh, they they grab uh the mummy and they grab brendan fraser they're pulling him down but the difference is that brendan fraser has love Oh. And his, his his whammon comes and rescues him and pulls him up. Yeah. But the mummy's whammon. She was like, 
No, and runs away and, and saves herself. She the mummy up, has a whammon? He does. He has a waskly whammon. And <laughs> she, and uh, uh, she she ends up uh, getting... Do you remember the mummy? First one. There's no. these scarabs. There's these like little bugs mm-hmm. that crawl under people's skin. Oh, yeah, I remember right? that. Yeah. And, and uh, she ends up falling into a pit of them. <laughs> and then they crawl all over her. And that's what happens when you abandon your man. Never leave me. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I found that really interesting. But, well, the mummy returns and the parallels between the, to the religion. Well, actually, if you look at most religions across the board, mm-hmm. there are commonalities. Like, mm-hmm. lots of religions have, like, a giant flood story. Mm, really? um, lots of religions have very similar creation stories. Um, so it's a wonder. Why... why do all of these different groups of humans all have very similar basic tenets that underpine their religions? Two theories. Oh, good. Yes, tell me. Okay. One, it could be uh, that... Uh, this is just an interesting thought I have, which I don't even know if I believe, but I think it's a cool idea, which is that the all these gods and stuff like that, whether it's you know our god and our religion god and different religion egyptian gods all that and stuff like that they're all the same being and um they're just called something else mm-hmm. and you know uh i just think that's an an interesting idea i think because, people have thought that before yeah, yeah, well, yeah i think it's actually similar to, that's similar to the baha'i religion okay so that actually it's interesting that you say that that that's something that people have thought before that because that leads directly into my second theory but first, I want to say I want to say because like the idea that you know uh, every religion thinks that they're right, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, "This is a thing, right?" Like that. For me, God, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I think I'm right. I don't know, I'm right. You know, I'm not not the religion of evangelicals. That's not right. But yeah, I think... no. But like the the a being or whatever. Like, sure. I think that oh yeah, that there's know, something there. Something yeah. something there, right? I but but if they are actually all just the same thing then um because not everyone can be right unless it's the same thing right and we just call it something else then perhaps it's which would make sense because like if you're looking at the cultures that exist when Mm -hmm. these religions are being created right like the Anubis god with the jackals taking that jackal form like that wouldn't make sense necessarily for a person like an Islamic person right. at, at the time that Islam was being written down, right? Like, so same ideas or same tenets or main truths mm-hmm. that exist, but like different cultural understandings. I think that makes totally. sense. And, and my second theory, which is, again, back to what you were saying earlier about uh, people have had that idea before, humans, much like in Hollywood right now, steal ideas. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> there, it, it, there's it's no like, original no, no idea. Crea- creativity or like, yeah, there's no original ideas. So... Um, <laughs> they're all just like copying what they heard before, <laughs> uh, but adding certain twists or whatever, you know, yeah. I'd be like, you know, it's like the Halloween move movies, right? Where the, the, the Rob Zombie movies are like, what if we spent the first uh, half of the movie, you know, telling his backstory and killing the kids from Spy Kids? Yeah. So that was a long tangent. Yeah. I so, liked it. I good. liked it a lot. Thank you. Um, it... Um, let's see. I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it the 
You give it the number. I'm going to give it the oh, tagline. Oh, you have the tagline. Have That's tagline. what I was thinking for. But then you can give it your own tagline. Well, no, I'll I, mean, give I, mine. I don't have one right oh, now. Oh, okay. But, I'll give uh, mine. Okay, 7.8. Stacked Egyptian tits. <laughs> I can't do better than that. That was perfect. <laughs> that was that was great. So there you have it. Sorry, Se- what was the number? 7.8. Oh, okay. Stacked Egyptian tits. <laughs> I'm so funny. You are. That was really good. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get podcasts, leave a review, or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. If you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash the historian. So we'll see you in two weeks. Same time, same place. Fine. I'll move all these propane and propane accessories myself. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.